NFTs are all hype. Except they do kind of work. Digital items of almost any kind can be tagged, traced and stored as property on the internet. Whether these JPEGs, GIFs or GIFs or MPEGs are actually worth anything is now what people are asking, not if the technology actually works. Many people in the cryptographic space aren't convinced by NFTs. But I am. At least I will be once they develop a little further and their real-world use case is established. People have been flipping JPEGs and other pointless digital properties for a few years now and the NFT hype has gone crazy. Millions have been spent on simple JPEGs. Not that they're really worth anything right now, but people hope in the future they will genuinely be worth something. This is the shape of a classic bubble. But once you look deeper, NFTs could become a brilliant and vital part of the new developing cyberspace. NFTs allow for digital property of a non-monetized form. It allows digital tagging and digital proof of ownership. The concept of a JPEG being sold for millions is frankly strange, but it shows that digital artwork can be easily sold through the use of non-fungible tokens. This may profoundly change cyberspace. NFTs are simply another example of the result of blockchain technology. Before blockchains, the internet was notoriously difficult to monetize. Not impossible, but difficult. Technology is always deflationary to the economy. And for the last 30 years of mainstream adoption, the internet has seen many burned by trying to jump into a space they didn't understand. They saw the internet was the future, and of course it is, but they thought internet profits on the scale of Google was just around the corner for everybody. But all technology is deflationary. They thought they could ride it out and subsidize internet startups with profits from the old economy, and that they would soon be rewarded. The internet is one of the most radical technologies ever created, and so profits will, of course, come in the future. Yet the other thing is, whilst the internet has supercharged everything it has touched and sped up the world, its incubation process has been slower than many other technologies. Telegraphs or automobiles took a couple of years to get going, and then provided quick and rapid wealth for those who got in early. But the internet, perhaps due to its scale, is slightly different. It has spent 30 years deflating the economy, and nobody was expecting it to take this long. All those news websites like BuzzFeed that have millions of readers never managed to find a way to monetize its content outside of simple advertising, because anything could have been gotten for free. It shows just how profound internet-based deflation has been. Digital money and digital payments has grown over the past 20 years, but it hasn't solved many problems. PayPal is perhaps the earliest, most famous example of monetizing the internet economy. 
yet PayPal was far from perfect. It's slow and clunkier than almost anything else we digital natives are used to using. And it is still a middleman. The internet is wholly based around not needing middlemen. And yet, for any kind of financial transactions, you always have to go through PayPal. There are many reasons why PayPal is good, but many more why it's not great. I'm not going to get into the whole Bitcoin thing here and the monetization of the economy. But if you've listened to the rest of the Monetary Revolution podcast, then you should be well aware of why PayPal isn't the answer. It is a mere step between fiat money and Bitcoin. So this brings us to NFTs. What are they? Well, it stands for non-fungible token. Fungibility relates to its ability to be swapped out for another. These tokens aren't fungible, as they are unique and unchangeable. If you own a token for a JPEG, and there is only one of these tokens, you won't be able to swap it out for another token, because there simply isn't one. There is now a whole load of caveats relating to semi-fungibility of some tokens, where 50 tokens of one JPEG has been created, or when you can buy a JPEG of an image and then mint more tokens yourself as you now own the digital file. But these are still questions we're dealing with. NFTs are still imperfect technology and largely misunderstood. They are misunderstood by those putting millions into them, thinking they are perfect digital property. They are misunderstood by those in the crypto space who think they are scammy and illusionary, designed to misdirect people, or by some who simply think they are money laundering devices. I mean, there is money laundering for sure, but then when you see how much Damien Hurst's art sells for, you realise that it's not just unique to digital artwork. So, if we assume that NFTs are not completed and still developing technology and imperfect, what impact might a more perfect NFT do? NFTs are derivatives of the blockchain introduced by Satoshi. They are arguably the second derivative of the blockchain technology after the ICO, that's initial coin offering boom, of 2017 to hit the mainstream. There were, of course, many scams and wastes of money in the ICO boom, just as there will be in the NFT boom, but there is an underlying value and uniqueness there. NFTs, like ICOs, are a new layer on top of blockchain technologies. What NFTs could do in the short term is to allow for creatives of any type to start making money by selling digital goods. It has long been hard to benefit from making digital goods. All those photographs that are given away for free or simply never see the internet as it's simply too easy to copy and prove ownership over them. But NFTs offer a hope. Through the use of smart contracts, Currently done largely on the Ethereum blockchain, it can allow for proof of digital ownership. The repercussions will impact cyberspace in a profound way. Why and how? Well, NFTs could monetize whole sections of the internet that simply 
aren't possible to monetize without them. As we talked about before, the ability to copy and save anything on the internet and never have to prove ownership or pay for anything is the deflationary impact of the internet. The internet has made almost anything you want free. Movies, music, software and even porn in various ways are simply free if you know what you're doing. This was pioneered firstly via the use of peer-to-peer -peer technology. Music and films and anything digital has been possible to copy and spread for free. I don't think I've ever paid for a piece of software or a digital movie. Yet NFTs simply make it possible to prove ownership through cryptography. You don't need complex licenses or authentication methods. You will be able to prove you own something through having a non-fungible token. Digital creatives at the moment still need to use middlemen to sell what they create. And when it comes to creating, the internet has provided a boon to middlemen who sometimes take huge fees for your work. Netflix, legacy media companies and YouTube have cornered the market for digital video. Spotify has cornered the market for music streaming, offering creators minuscule amounts of money in return for their content. NFTs, like property deeds, will simply allow you to sell what you create online and to be able to prove it. This will have a strange effect on the world economy. The economy as a whole will be deflated by the removal of the middlemen, but the internet economy will be significantly inflated. Less money will go to middlemen and more money will go to creators. Perhaps it's not best to talk of inflationary pressures on this scale, as the macroeconomy moves in such profound ways that it will be less inflationism, rather it will be whole-scale changes to the economy. Ask anybody from Netflix or the other streaming services and they will tell you that content is king. The economy is now so digital and automated that the vast majority of the world will be divided between content creators and content consumers. Some of this is already happening. YouTube was one of the first revolutions in this space, but there has been plenty of others by now. Ask any content creator on YouTube and they'll tell you it is noticeably difficult to monetize their content. They rely on poorly paid ad services that require millions of viewers to make it possible to live a life on this revenue. Yet the blockchain inspired internet economy will change this drastically. NFTs will make all sorts of digital content easier to monetize. The effects are profound, and much more profound than news headlines proclaiming the sale of JPEGs for millions. That is just headlines, absurdities to make you pay attention. The truth is far more profound than that. The space will grow, NFTs will get better, they'll become more decentralised. They will have more use cases than simply flipping JPEGs. NFTs will facilitate all sorts of digital content. NFTs, most likely with Bitcoin at its base, with all the time preference advantages Bitcoin gives you over the fiat economy, 
It will lead to music, movie making and all other sorts of creativity booming. Creators who use cryptographic based systems, Bitcoin blockchains, will become more rewarded for their efforts than those who used fiat based systems. They will have a competitive advantage. Blockchains will lead to a golden age of the arts. So how do NFTs work? Well, that's the subject of this episode. One could almost say the precursor to the NFT is the rarity or the antique. That Ming vase or Wedgwood pot could almost be a non-fungible token, except an analogue NFT. Some were more fungible than others. Certain antiques are completely unique. Some are just one of a large production run or variety. This was way, way before the digital world existed, but it's not too dissimilar. There are certain limitations to this analogy, but there are always comparisons between the digital and analog world. To further highlight the point, in essence, gold is fungible because it is interchangeable for all other gold. Art is semi-fungible. However, the digital world, through the process of cryptography and blockchains, allows for full and permanent fungibility. There are, of course, now semi-fungible tokens, just like there are semi-fungible diamonds, in which the cut of a diamond and even the person who cut it can add uniqueness. This adds value onto a diamond and makes it semi-fungible. Yet NFTs can allow for perfect digital and therefore real-life scarcity. In an inflationary age from 1971 to the present, many could not have predicted that the end of inflation using technology was even possible. Bitcoin grew out of the need to try and create harder money than currently existed. Once this money had been created, with perfect limited digital supply and demand, you could use the blockchain to limit supply and demand of other areas too. NFTs could be called digital rarities if you wanted to rebrand them. They allow you to collect anything and everything digital. It won't be long until NFTs allow you to recreate physical digital scarcity in real products. Your clothes or shoes could have QR codes or microchips in if you wanted to link your physical device to a digital NFT. With NFTs, you can prove through digital methods where ownership rests. So where did this technology come from? Well, NFTs, as we discussed, are a logical outcome of digital scarcity that was invented by Satoshi Nakamoto. But it wasn't until 2014 when the NFTs of today we know came to fruition. The concept of NFTs probably started back in 2012 to 2013 with the coloured coin era that promised so much and never delivered. Coloured coins promised much of what NFTs today promise. They were based around the Bitcoin blockchain, before even most altcoins were even thought up. They offered digital scarcity for property, coupons, shares of a company, subscriptions, access tokens and digital collectibles. This was of course way before Taproot was enabled to better allow for more additions to the blockchain. 
and so the coloured coin era largely failed. The programming simply wasn't there. In 2014, there became a breakthrough in NFT technologies. Counterparty launched in 2014 aimed to be a peer-to-peer -peer financial platform and distributed open source internet protocol built on top of the Bitcoin blockchain and network. But again, it largely failed as it was based on the Bitcoin blockchain's ability to send messages. At a time when the Bitcoin network wasn't really developed enough to be able to achieve that. Several NFT developments happened with Counterparty, but it never really took hold. Names like Spell of Genesis, Force of Will and Rare Pepes were built to try and take advantage of this, but slowly was taken over by the development of the Ethereum blockchain. Built by Vitalik Buterin, a Russian, it was seen as something of an attempt of Bitcoin 2.0. He was prominent in arguing that Bitcoin could benefit from more applications beyond money and so wanted to be able to attach real-world assets onto the blockchain. He developed a robust programming language that would become Ethereum. It was announced in 2014 with the promise of smart contracts, and it very quickly took hold. Ether, the native coin of the blockchain, became the second largest cryptocurrency in 2018, though still somewhere behind Bitcoin. The earliest experiments with what we could now call NFTs was by Kevin McCoy and Anil Dash, live at the 7 on 7 conference at the New Museum in New York. Kevin McCoy and Anil Dash, live on screen, demonstrated early use of NFTs. These developments, over the next few months, slowly moved onto the Ethereum blockchain. There wasn't much interest at the time of launch of buyable and tradable hexagonal tiles on the blockchain. It took time, but eventually Ethereum, by 2017, had taken over other Bitcoin token-based platforms like Counterparty, as the Ethereum blockchain had an allowance for smart contracts written into the programming language. From this, in 2017, Ethereum began to gain attention primarily for its use of NFTs. So-called meme trading began and turned quickly into a more serious platform for selling art. From art, it began to be used to sell all sorts of digital assets by turning them into non-fundable tokens. 2017 to 2020 was a slower time for NFTs, largely, might one say, because of a general lull in Bitcoin during that era meaning the whole ICO and NFT space was slow moving. It all relies on Bitcoin. As Bitcoin grew in 2020, the rise of NFTs in late 2020 grew and grew, as did the growth in all crypto-related projects. And then in March and April 2021, the NFT industry boomed. The numbers NFTs were doing astounded many. The fact millions of dollars were being transacted for mere tokens, and sometimes literally for memes, astonished the mainstream. But, like Bitcoin a few years before, the whole space was seen as a novelty that could provide great rewards if you flipped the right NFT for profit. Perhaps, like the 2017 Bitcoin boom, 
which the mainstream treated as pure novelty, was in part correct. NFTs are still largely a novelty, and indeed many of the memes selling for thousands of dollars are a novelty. But it underlies the fact that there is a transformational heart in the technology of non-fungible tokens. Digital scarcity is at the heart of NFTs, like it is for Bitcoin. And like Bitcoin, NFTs will transform many areas of the world. It will allow you to put a true value on what you buy. Software will be easier to authenticate. Photographs can be pure and scarce. If you own a photograph, you own it. The space is still small. Value is speculative rather than utility-based. The art developed and NFTs are still of meme value. But like Bitcoin, it will develop beyond that novelty. It will develop genuine use, as all sorts of freelancers could sell photos or 3D models, or their own films, short videos, home photos, anything and everything that can be monetized. NFTs will develop whole new styles of artwork, free from the totalitarianism of art galleries. It can be judged by the open market. Photography will develop into a purer profession that is more easy to monetize in the digital age. NFTs are great for that reason. They do much to the economy that would be underappreciated. Yet, it is vital in developing an internet economy in a new and more productive way. This is, of course, the philosophical background of what Bitcoin does. NFTs will allow producers who produce digital goods to charge a fair price directly to the consumers, and it will cut out the middleman for digital goods. This is value. The future of NFTs is really what the whole point of the current speculation is about. NFTs are all about the future. We see this with new technologies. People can see the value somewhere, but cannot pinpoint it. NFT technology is also very novel. They are highly decentralized, needing exchanges in order to mint, whilst the use of smart contract technology in the Ethereum blockchain is highly imperfect. The future, simply, is that most digital files will have NFT technology, just like most products you use today have a barcode. Music files, films, photos, PDFs, software, and any other digital product you can think of will most likely have some form of NFT attached. You will then be able to prove you own the product. There will be downsides to this, as well as upsides, but once the technology is there, corporations and ordinary people will rapidly move towards the use of NFTs in cyberspace. At present, there isn't too much use for them. They aren't quite made of sand, but they're still a novelty, with valuations based on the technology and not the application. We are seeing an NFT bubble, a bit like the dot-com bubble or crypto bubble, but this is arguably not the worst thing in the world. The technology of NFTs work, just like the dot-com bubble. In the dot-com bubble, the websites clearly worked. It was just that there was little real-world application for them. Most dot-com websites were novelties. Yet some dot-com websites, like Amazon, prove not to be in a bubble. 
The reason there was a boom was because there was an underlying fact the market wanted to somehow represent, which was the coming of the internet and the World Wide Web. But there wasn't a specific outlet or a good allocation of resources to represent this. So capital was poured into everything and anything. NFTs in mid to late 2021 is the same. There is a clear and underlying value needing to be represented and the current meme artwork that largely pervades NFTs may have some novelty value, but not a great deal of utility. Over time, however, I am sure the NFT network will develop. It will offer all sorts of digital goods that aren't merely novelty and will have real-world productive use. Stock photography, which I've been doing recently, is one example of utility value. It is doing something and can be used for something. It will have a value in future. If you were to need a photograph and I was selling one, you could buy it and use it. It could be used in future and even licensed to other people. The area will expand to include other things of value like 3D models, digital maps, digital plans, instruction manuals, literally anything digital could be sold as an NFT. Even houses themselves will be placed on digital tokens like NFTs to give you clear and legal access to your physical property. Just think like that. NFTs could do away with solicitors when buying and selling houses. We are seeing the signs of a new market economy in Bitcoins and cyberspace. NFTs are just a part of that. Bitcoin, of course, is the most vital element to creating an internet market economy by having a true sound money native to the internet. This by itself will create a new style of market internet economy. On top of Bitcoin, we get layers like lightning and smart contracts, but the blockchain allows for more than decentralized peer-to-peer -peer money. It allows for decentralized peer-to-peer -peer trading property. In effect, NFTs are the seeds of a genuine native internet economy that isn't rooted in the physical world. People may think NFTs are a sudden boom. NFTs prices are certainly looking inflated, like many claim Bitcoins is. But in reality, it is only correcting years of deflation the internet has had on the economy. Bitcoin is the vital aspect to the market economy. But the native internet economy is supplemented by the growth of NFTs. Selling digital products in future will all be done through NFTs. NFTs will create a huge marketplace for digital goods. Now you will be able to properly charge for digital goods. It is a fundamental breakthrough technology to allow for an internet economy. The internet is one of the most powerful technologies man has ever seen far bigger, in my opinion, than the printing press. The internet is the digitization of the world. NFTs are a small part of that, but a big part of the internet economy. So, as part of this Monetary Revolution podcast, I want to go into all areas of how digital scarcity, blockchains and cryptocurrencies, by which I mean Bitcoin with a bit of Monero, can drastically impact the world. Bitcoin is the money of the future. 
but all sorts of areas of the economy will change. Digital scarcity is revolutionary because it allows for a native internet economy, as we talked about. After 30 years, the transportation of the fiat old-style economy into the digital realm is now starting to happen. The digital world and its money will soon overtake and destroy the fiat economy, making everything internet money. Digital money will destroy the banking system, as NFTs overtake and destroy large parts of the regulatory system, as now even property and items can be transacted digitally without the need for middlemen. This will all be enabled by the blockchain. But perhaps the most crucial question that is an unknown going forward is what blockchains NFTs will use. It could use several, it could use one. No doubt there will be several competitors. Ethereum has the head start, but for me, I think it will be on the Bitcoin blockchain. With Taproot enabled, smart contracts and other good things can now be used on the Bitcoin blockchain. It will take time, but soon it will be coded and it will be able to be used. Bitcoin smart contracts will be the future. Bitcoin will always be more decentralized and it is easier to improve too. I would say too, there is a decent chance there will be non-fungible tokens on the Monero blockchain too, for completely private sales of digital property, but that looks a little further off. Different blockchains will do everything in different ways, but NFTs will get done. They were first tried with the Bitcoin blockchain, but the tech wasn't quite there yet. Ethereum was a breakthrough with clear and working smart contracts. This of course meant there was, and is, a rush towards Ether and the Ethereum blockchain, which now hosts a whole range of coins in their weird and wonderful attempts to be the next big thing. Yet being second is not always the worst thing. Bitcoin developers can see what is going right and wrong with Ethereum smart contracts and allow them to add a third layer on top of Bitcoin, the smart contracts, which will be more secure and more stable and more decentralized than their Ethereum equivalent. NFTs will go from a coming technology to a technology already here. The strength of Bitcoin over all the other coins will mean it will take a huge market share of the NFT market. And so, with that investigation into NFTs, a little starter episode, we can see how they will impact cyberspace. We might come back to NFTs at a later point if something more develops with them. Hopefully you can see, having listened to this episode, what something as simple as NFTs can have on the economy. They are one of the biggest growth areas of the crypto market space and will change the economy so much that this podcast simply doesn't have the range to talk about them all. So what are we going to cover in the next episode? We will look at the growth of micropayments through Bitcoin. This is the layer 2 transaction network known as the Lightning Network. In the meantime, take a look at my 100 Greatest Inventions podcast which I've recently restarted, nuking the previous feed when I listened back to some of the old episodes and thought, the audio quality isn't great, I should do them again. This time, they're a lot better, 
So take a look at that podcast and see you next time.